0: Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the podcast. This is episode 27, Musing 27, if you will. Happy Monday, if you're listening to this on Monday. And if not, happy whatever day of the week it is for you that you're listening to this. So, uh, you may be wondering, Isaac, you didn't post an episode of the podcast yesterday. Not yesterday, last week. You're literally the worst. Did you forget Uh, No, actually, I didn't forget about the podcast. Thank you for asking and wondering about me, if if you did ask that. Um, No, actually, last week was my spring break for school. And also, I should say this now, sorry for any piano noise in the background. That is my sister practicing. Um, I always choose the worst times to record this. Also, to help minimize that noise, I am hiding under a blanket on my floor right now, so... Uh, Yeah, thanks. Oh, oops. Just checking to make sure we're still recording since I did mention that. Um, Yeah, so last week was spring break for me, meaning um, I didn't have to go to school. I did still have work, but that's okay. Um, So yeah, so I, instead of going to school, Sunday night and Monday... Uh, morning slash afternoon. I left well Sunday afternoon, right after church. My cousin Noah and I went on a little trip to Indiana Dunes National Park slash Indiana Dunes State Park. Um, yeah, it's one of the newer national parks. I think there's still two separate things. It used to be Indiana Indiana Dunes National Lakeshore. But then, like, last summer or something, they changed it to a national park. Or maybe that was two summer, summers ago. Uh, I'm just going to put it this way. Not necessarily deserving of the national park status, uh, in my mind. Uh, there There are worse ones, such as the St. Louis Arch. Still don't know how on planet Earth that became a national park. It's the smallest national park, and it also is literally like right outside the town of st louis uh and there's like absolutely zero natural anything there the entire park is like literally uh i don't even know if it's a square mile but it basically includes the st louis arch a man-made thing that yep man-made okay so definitely national park worthy uh and then around it there's like a either a lake or like a pond type thing or a field i'm not really sure it's been a few minutes since i've looked at it on google maps um with like a cement walking trail that's probably i'm gonna assume less than a mile long uh and then i think if i remember correctly there's also like a museum or something like talking about The St. Louis Arch, all of that to say, I haven't been there, so keep that in mind. But also, I don't have to be there to look at it on Google Maps and realize that absolutely zero of this is natural. Literally, everything in that national park is man-made. So, yeah, that's my gripe. Um, Sorry to start this off on such a negative note. But yeah, that should be unnational parked, in my opinion. But who am I, you know? Just, I've been to a couple of the national parks, and that one definitely doesn't seem like a great one. So yeah, that I guess Indiana Dunes is not as bad as that. It's also fairly small. Uh, yeah, we were planning on staying until sunset on Monday, um, just because I'll get to why in a few seconds. Uh, but basically we ended up leaving Monday afternoon because we pretty much did most of everything there was to do there. And yeah, it was just not a super exciting park. Um, so anyways, yeah, we had mentioned, he had mentioned to me like, Hey, we should go somewhere, um, in your car. Cause I pretty sure I talked about my West Virginia trip on this podcast. Uh, where my dad and I slept in a car, in my car, in West Virginia, went to a park for a few days. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. So he was like, hey, let's let's do that, you and me. Um, so yeah, we drove there. It's like a three-hour drive for, from our house. Three hours and 15 minutes if you don't take the toll roads. And since I prefer to spend money on stocks and not tolls, I decided to take the extra 15 minutes of driving time and save myself whatever 20 bucks or whatever there and back however much it would have been. So yeah, definitely worth it. Um, So yeah, on the way there, uh, once you get into Indiana from Ohio, there's like, um, what are those called? Horse and buggies. Quite a bit of them. So yeah, those were going. Um, Also, the not toll road route. One caveat to that is that it's basically you're taking, I forget what the name of the road is. Basically, you're taking a single road, like Route 20 or something, all the way there, and you end up, it's just a one lane like road thing. There's no second lane, so either you're stuck behind whoever you're going behind if they're going slow, or you have to pass them. So, there's one point where there was, like, a semi-truck or something. Maybe it wasn't, like, an actual semi-truck, but a slow-moving truck. And then there was also a car that was moving at about the same speed, which is probably why the truck was going so slow. But anyways, there was just two two cars in a row. Excuse me. And, uh, yeah, one of them was longer. So it was kind of almost like a three-car lineup. And there wasn't enough room in between them to pass them one at a time uh technically I probably could have but I didn't so anyways we were like watching the road for like a mile or two waiting for a break in traffic seems like on this road they line up cars perfectly so that way there's not enough time to pass and it's especially hard since um I had extra distance to cover when we were passing so we were waiting for a very clear opening so that way I didn't Go into a head-on collision with a car while I'm passing this these two cars or the truck in the car excuse me so we finally get a break I don't see any cars in the distance so I kick my car into overdrive floor it and as I'm starting to pass the truck which is in the back there's a car and then a truck behind it like I'm passing the front of the truck And we see a horse and buggy going on, like, coming towards us. Now, these have all been driving off the road, just, like, off to the side. So I still could stay in the other lane uh, while I was passing. I didn't have to, like, stop. But, yeah, so we're, like, trying to get past these cars pretty quick so that way you know, another car doesn't come and I have to stop passing before I finish passing because that's bad. So we're, we're zooming. Um, and we end up passing this horse and buggy while going pretty fast, uh, 90 miles an hour to be exact. Mom, don't listen to this. Uh, we weren't going 90 for the entirety of the rest of the trip it was literally only to pass these cars before we got into a head-on collision with the other cars uh so yeah just a little disclaimer mom if, if you're listening sorry um we we did drive safely um so anyways yeah we passed this horse and buggy coming towards us going 90 miles an hour which i feel bad for them but like i just didn't see them coming because it's literally black horse and a black horse and buggy and there's like not a lot of light behind them on the, see, so yeah, we just couldn't see them till we were like halfway done passing and I couldn't really squeeze in between the car and the truck in time. So I felt bad for them. Anyways, enough, enough talk about me passing horse and buggies. Sorry if I, I probably sound like I'm moving a lot. It's getting very warm under the blanket and I think the piano's over so I can not, hide under have to hide under there the rest of the time Uh, okay so yeah anyways we get there we shoot sunset oh yeah I should also mention for work uh, one of the things we do is shoot nature videos at national parks and and so I was like hey I'm going to this national park anyways do you care if I bring a camera and shoot some video then you can like pay for gas or whatever uh, so I don't have to pay for that because my parents paid for the food. And so, yeah, I was like, if I could get gas paid for, that's free trip, which I don't know about you, but free sounds good to me. So, uh, my boss agreed to it. So I brought the a seven S two and the 16 to 35 F two eight G master lens, which is awesome. Love that lens. um, Yeah, so we brought that, so we shot sunset, a few things before um, sunset as well, we got there probably around like 5 o'clock, sunset was at like 7, so we got some shots, I got some pictures, which one of them is posted on my Instagram, I'll probably post the other ones not too long from now, Um, or at least a couple more. Uh Yeah, we shot sunset, then we left to go to the... Oh yeah, I should also mention, it wasn't like super cold out, but the wind was blasting us pretty much the entire time we were there. Especially that first night at sunset, the wind was just coming off the beach at very high speeds. And we took a few minutes and hid behind some of the sand dunes for a while because... We needed a break from the wind. Also, all of my camera gear is still covered in sand because I haven't taken the time to rocket blow all of the sand off yet. I did that to the work camera because someone else had a shoot with it the next day, so I had to clean that off. And after cleaning off that camera and the lens, my forearm was on fire because I was basically just squeezing a rocket blower for 15 minutes straight trying to get all the sand off of it. So I still have to clean off the rest of my camera gear, uh, but I don't have anything to shoot anytime soon except for the Robin Hood video again, which I'll get to at the end of the episode. <laughs> so yeah, shot sunset. Then we left and went to, um, so basically since we're sleeping in the car, we didn't really have to like find a hotel or whatever. Um, and I, didn't really feel like sleeping in a Walmart parking lot, as cliche as that sounds. Uh even though Chesterton, I'm pretty sure is the name of the town, Chesterton, Indiana is like rated one of the safest cities in Indiana. So I didn't feel like we we're gonna get attacked or anything. But also I'm just a little nervous to uh stay in a Walmart parking lot. Just too much noise for me. But we did manage to find a It's like the Westchester Bird Migratory Center, something or another. Basically, I just looked around Indiana Dunes National Park on Google Maps and looked for a green area um, in the default mode, not satellite mode, and found this thing. And turns out there's no gates guarding the entrance, and it seemed like it wasn't a super popular place. So I was like, hey, let's stay there. On Google Maps, if you go to, like, Street View, there's, like, a nice little lake thing with the gazebo right next to the parking lot. So we were, like, that's perfect. We can stay there for the night. Uh, however, when we went into, like, the overhead normal satellite view on Google Maps, that lake turned out to be, like, a field in Google Maps satellite view. So we were, like, well, maybe it was just flooded at the time The Google uh, – Street view thing picture was taken, so yeah, that was a little sad. Uh, but anyways, once we got there, we quickly realized, hey, it is an actual pretty pretty sure it's supposed to be a lake. Uh, there's like rocks and stuff along the edges of it, so it looks less like a f- flooded field and more like a planned lake. I could be wrong, but I'm gonna assume I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm pretty sure it was a lake. So we cooked spaghetti, warmed it up ra- rather, um, made some hot chocolate. on a, Both of those were on a jet boil because we didn't really, I don't know if we were allowed to make a campfire, but also we didn't really feel like making a campfire. <clears throat> so yeah, jet boil. I got that for Christmas, so that was my first time getting to use that. Uh, dipping Oreos in hot chocolate is very nice, uh, highly recommended. So do that if you have the chance. That's what we did. Um, yeah. So then we just slept and woke up the next morning at like 5 AM. So we could go back to Indiana dunes and get sunrise, which I didn't even really shoot sunrise. Sunrises never look as pretty as sunsets usually there's just not the clouds to make it super pretty. Sometimes there's bright pink clouds, but for the most part sunrises are pretty bland in my opinion. Um although I do I do well I do I do feel much better like personally waking up for sunrise and seeing it because Usually there's a lot less people so I kind of feel like I got a leg up on the day on everybody which really usually turns out into me doing not as much for the day anyways cuz I spend the entire morning like hiking at sunrise or whatever and not actually doing whatever the heck I'm supposed to be doing um but it does it does make me feel better at least waking up before before it gets bright out usually I don't even with school But I mean we usually kind of see the sunrise On the way to school But like it it hits different On like a Saturday morning When you don't have to wake up for school And nobody else is out And you're like the only one out there for sunrise Yeah That feels good So we did that Uh, I was shooting some more video at sunrise And there were deer That we shot two of I'm not sure if any of the shots are going to work out Uh, I was on a gimbal the entire time and for the for work all of the shots have to be like very slow and smooth and like very relaxing and gimbals aren't necessarily the best thing for that while it does create extra movement that you can't get on a tripod or a slider uh, it's also very hard to move as slow as you need to be for the The product that we create, so yeah, I'm not sure if that shirt shot is gonna work out we're we still have to make the music video for it or whatever. um, I'll work on editing that soon ish, but yeah, so we got two deer that was pretty sick. uh we also got the sun or the sorry, the moon setting the my telephoto lens, oh my gosh, I love that thing. That was like the best thousand dollar, thousand dollars I've spent, Well, maybe besides my thousands of dollars on my computer. Because that's also pretty, pretty sweet. But my lens, ooh, yeah, I love my one hundred to four hundred millimeter lens. It's it's a beauty. So I got the moon setting pretty sweet over some trees there, with that. I think I overexposed it a little bit. Uh, don't tell anyone though. as it was, it was like a long, like 10, 15 minute shot. And so as the sun was rising, it was kind of lighting up everything else. And so towards the end, it got quite, quite bright, hoping I can fix that in post. So yeah, trip to Indiana was great. The rest of the day we spent just like, uh, checking out rich people's houses along the beach and doing another hike oh yes Uh, we also found a we like climbed up a really tall sand dune and there was a big like open area and on our way back to the car we were passing through that big open area again and we saw a pop can that had been like naturally sandblasted it was just like a solid solid gray color it almost looked as if someone had spray painted it gray, uh, but it's also like super smooth. So that was pretty sweet. It's sitting on my desk at work cause I can't bring myself to throw it away. And yeah, it's just sweet looking. So yeah, if you need to buy a deep gray colored matte, um, smooth pop can, that's A little bit crinkled and filled with sand fresh from Indiana uh, just let me know and I'll let you know if if you can buy it from me at that price (coughs) it's basically a collector's item at this point Uh, yeah so that was pretty much our our trip in a nutshell then after that we found that can we're kind of like well that's pretty much everything we can do here without having to pay admission again So, yep, we left and came home and everybody was, apparently we were having a family get together at my house, which I didn't even know about. So we came home to that and everybody liked to hear our stories. So, yep. Uh, Next up is cash flow quadrants. Oh, I should, (laughs) One more thing with the Indiana trip. So I said how I was going to shoot video and then they'd pay for gas. So I figured out it was going to cost like $41 or something for gas um, that I paid uh, based on the gas mileage of my car and the $2.88 a gallon it was to buy the gas that we bought while we were on the trip. And so I give that to the accountant at work and he's like, well, uh, that's not how this works. Uh, turns out there is a like number of cents you get every mile that you travel for work and since the trip was like 400 miles and that the rate these days is um 56 cents every mile i think i ended up with like a little over 200 when i really only should have gotten 41 dollars so I honestly kind of felt like I was stealing, but uh, apparently that's the way it works and I'm not going to complain with an extra 150 bucks. So, yeah, that was pretty sh- a nice surprise on my when I got back. Hopefully the video turns out good. Um actually, I don't know that it will. I think we're going to have to go back there and get more footage to make the video work because like everything was literally dead. No and I looked for pretty much the entire trip for some form of life like a flower or green grass anything that we could shoot a close up of but there was none so we're probably going to have to go back get some natural uh, spring life like flowers and stuff and hope for the best And we'll probably make the video once we get some of that footage. So, yeah. Anyways, now that that part's over, uh, I've been reading a lot recently, as you may know. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, I finished the Rich Dad, Poor Dad book by Robert Kiyosaki. A pretty good book recommended for uh, pretty much everybody. And the second book in that series is Cash Flow Quadrants. And that book talks about uh, being an employee versus being self employed versus being a big business owner versus being a professional investor and how you get rich essentially by being a big business owner slash a professional investor, or as he calls it, a B or an I and that's the uh, right side of the cash flow quadrant. So yeah, that's the premise of the book. He obviously goes into more detail in the book, but the right side B and I's uh have more tax benefits and they don't have to put up as much money up front and they have more free time because they're not going to work from for 40 hours a week necessarily. I mean, they might work for 40 hours a week, But they don't have... They're not forced to. And they also... um, Yeah, so they have more free time. There was another point I was going to make, but my mind totally blanked. Yeah, so anyways, that's the premise of the book. I'm pretty much done with it. I have a few more chapters. I've just been reading a chapter a night. And... That book I basically got for free because I used a referral code thing, GetUpside, uh, from my aunt, which gave me like $10 of gas, or Get Upside is like an app that you use to get like cash back on your gas or something. I don't really ever use it because they don't support, uh, what's it called, Sam's Club. However, I was able to make enough money from that from the few times I did use it to get around $13.50 which is enough to pay for that book so that's what I did and now I have it so yeah uh last thing I had a, only a couple things on the list this uh this time around for musing 27 but each one does take a minute, or mostly just the trip to Indiana took quite a few minutes to explain. So last thing is my Robin Hood video, which I don't know when I'm going to be posting. I'll give you a little sneak preview. Uh, it went terribly uh, so far. It's been going terribly. So I've kind of like taken a step back from that Robin Hood challenge. Um, mostly because I just don't have a ton of time that I can be pouring into looking and researching and investing in things for that challenge because uh, all my time is either spent in school, uh, at work, or any free time I have in between those, or during those I spend researching and investing my actual money in my actual bank accounts and yeah, Figuring out how to manage the all of those plus a Robinhood account has not gone well. In fact, I've lost over 50% of the money because I think last I knew I was at like $42 and I th- only have 20 of it currently invested. And all of that is either in Dogecoin or Bitcoin, mostly Bitcoin, like $5 of Dogecoin. So yeah. Um that I'm just kind of having sit there until I figure out how I want to make the actual Robinhood video explaining my first like month of trading on the Robinhood platform. Um and how much money I lost there because I didn't didn't do well. Uh, I did record a long segment in my car a few like oh, two weeks ago coming up on two weeks ago uh, but that was just 30 minutes of me rambling about all the trades I made and it was very uh boring I didn't even bother editing any of it just because actually I did bother editing it I cut out like all the ands and ums and stuff all the stuff I don't do on this podcast I did to that 30 minute thing and brought it down to like I don't even know 20 minutes I, I would double check, but I'm currently laying on my floor under a blanket, so I don't feel like getting out right now, nor does it really matter at all. So anyways, I did cut it down and realized, wow, this is this is boring. So I'm going to have to, I might end up using that clip and then figuring out some like animations or something, some sort of B-roll, which I'm not really sure how you b roll buying and selling stocks or options rather. Yeah. So that's something I'm going to figure out. Uh, basically as soon as I finish uploading this episode of the podcast. I, yeah. So thanks for listening. Cause I, I should probably work on that because I haven't posted a video in over a month now. And it's not that I don't like YouTube. It's just, I keep having these ideas and I've Want to do videos better than i have but i haven't spent the time to do that yet so that's what i'm gonna do for these next few videos i post hopefully is spend some more time on them and make them look look better because yeah i have some i have a couple ideas that i've like written out like some scripts for and it just includes a lot of b-roll and animation and graphics and stuff that I kind of want to learn graphics better because I'm learning that I'm terrible at them. So if I force myself to use them, I should get better. So if you have any super helpful tutorials using Apple Motion, that would be great, because I have that, and I want to learn how to use it to make my videos awesome. So yeah, um contemplating getting like Skillshare and learning from that because I did find at least one course maybe two I can't remember that looked fairly interesting and knowledgeable and informative that could help me I just have to decide not to buy like $10 worth of stock every month save that money for Skillshare but I haven't done that yet so anyways yeah I should stop rambling. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, you are amazing. Yep, you really are. Who else would listen to somebody talk for over 30 minutes? Especially someone as exciting and unstorytelling as me, because I'm like terrible at telling stories. Well, maybe terrible is a terrible word for it. I tell a lot of facts, as you heard in my. Uh, Indiana Dune story there's a lot less emotion put into that story that's another thing that I would use a Skillshare subscription for is making uh learning how to tell better stories stories and animation and graphics yeah maybe I'll get a Skillshare thing who knows yeah thanks for listening that's that's literally the third time I, I said that go to isaacd2.com You can get links to literally everything that I have online, except for like most of the things. But you get most of the important things like YouTube and Twitter and Instagram and public and, and yeah. Thanks for listening for the fourth time. Yeah, I should, I should probably just stop this thing already because I'm, I'm just rambling now. Now I just have to stand up and hit stop. So see you next week. Bye.